Voldemort's back. Trying to be back. He's back. <laughs> Pat's back. <laughs> Give it here, Malfoy, or I'll knock you off your broom. What are some other ones? I always remember when she's like, Mommy, have you seen my jumper? <laughs> Good one. Oh, do your shameless one. Me dad's a muggle. Mom's a witch. Quite surprised for her when he found out. <laughs> what was, you mentioned there was a line from the, I know, ABC, I was just gonna, the ABC commercial. Yeah, the ABC family commercial when he's like, Malfoy says something and then... Scared Potter? You wish. You were brilliant. I wasn't quick enough. Alas. Earwax. <laughs> I was like, ah, get to the punchline quicker, Richard. <laughs> this woman to watch movies and do you take this man to talk about them i now pronounce you a podcast welcome everyone to another episode of wife watches i'm your host jason i have with me is the subject of the podcast courtney we also have joining us ryan oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sh- uh, yeah ryan is here Wow, Ryan. No, I, I, no preamble. I got Without excited. Without further ado. <laughs> okay, listen. Some programming notes. First off, what movies are we going to be talking about today, Courtney? Before we go any further. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And, and? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Correct. Okay, two things for listeners right now, okay? One, uh, we're going to be watching all eight Harry Potter films. All the movies are fairly long, so what we've elected to do is to watch two at a time, podcast a bit before one, watch both, and then podcast after. Not in one night, but we're doing two at a time. Two two at a time. Because they're all kind of long. We actually watched the longest one today, if you can believe it. That is crazy. It's it shocking, didn't, It didn't honestly. seem how... Didn't, did it not seem that long? Well, hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get into it. It did seem a little long. Yeah. Okay, let's... Yeah. yeah. Second, um, we had a bit of a podcast... First, last time we recorded, we did talk about our experiences with Harry Potter before we watched the first movie, and something was really wrong with the mics. <laughs> the audio is completely unusable. <laughs> it was tragic. So I was hoping, if you'll indulge me, just to quickly restate your relationship with Got Harry it. Potter. I am a person who never read Harry Potter, but I've seen all the movies. I don't know a lot of the backstory, so I have a lot of questions, like logistical questions, okay. those kinds of things. Oh, I have listened to one through four on tape in okay. elementary school. How, how much did you like retain from that? Like, was that... Uh, quite a lot. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, I would say one through four, I know the most. Will you explain to us why you didn't read these and why you chose to miss out on a collective global experience with the rest of the your peers and people your age. Am I in trouble? Just answer the question, please. I don't know. I um I just didn't I my siblings read them. I didn't this is weird. This is like having this conversation all over again. I know. And I kind of wanted to bring this up again just because <laughs> as Ryan and I kept gushing about our experiences being obsessed with it, you were just continually like, I think I really missed out on this. Yeah, I did. So I just kind of wanted to, you wanted to jab me. rub it in again. But I I mean I didn't fully I saw so? the movies. I okay. went to midnight showings. Okay. You I was still a part of, of my childhood. The magic. Yeah. Okay. I, I was very into Harry Potter as a youth. Um, I'm not a Harry Potter adult. <laughs> to <laughs> clarify. Are you <laughs> the <laughs> most Harry Potter adult of the three of us? Am I? No. I don't think we, any mm. of us really are. No. Right? I don't think we're like Disney adults. I don't think we're like Harry Potter. You can still like this stuff and not be like... You could Weird maybe you could call me a superhero movie adult. Maybe sometimes well, I am definitely very that. into those. Here's the thing, though, Ryan. You're not a Disney or Harry Potter adult, but you are a theme park adult. So, like Potter looking in World. a mirror, Ryan, the mirror you've been avoiding. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's I very would fair. say we're all uh, t- somewhat theme park adults. Oh, I like theme parks, but this is why I like going to theme parks with Ryan. Yeah, because, because he knows everything. Yes, got it. I'm gonna take you on a journey. I like check out my brain and just follow you where you're walking to. You're like, boop, boop, boop. Awesome. oh, uh, a 40 minute wait here, but 30 minute wait here. We're, oh, everyone over here. This way, you're keep just up. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. Gryffindors, keep up. <laughs> uh, I loved reading Harry Potter. I remember discovering them when the first two were already out. Maybe even the third. I honestly can't remember. I did remember reading them and being young enough that like, could this be real? 
a little bit. And then obviously getting old and realizing I never got a letter, which also was not fun. <laughs> but yeah, I went to all of the midnight book premieres. Um, I remember we would have to buy multiple copies because there would be contention if there mm-hmm. was only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the midnight movies and back in the olden days when you had to wait in line because you wanted a good seat oh. and your whole group had to be there because if you were saving seats, people got mad. Oh, I actually have a story about that when we in, for one of the future Harry Potter movies. A uh, bad experience. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Don't forget that. I will not. Keep it in your mind. <laughs> I have a question, Ryan. Were you the type of kid who read it right away or did you like take your time and savor it a little bit? I think I wanted to savor it a little bit, but I was a pretty fast reader and would burn through them. Well, and once you hit a point, you just couldn't, you're like, you're like, why I, am I savoring yeah. this? I need to know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it was great as the books got uh, bigger because that just meant longer. Same. Yeah. Same. It's just a weird thing now to think about a kid just seeing like a huge ass book and being like, yes, I cannot <laughs> wait. I'm so happy. This Boom. is huge. It's yeah. three times the length of the last one. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah. I, I similarly was also obsessed. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Jason, would you like to tell us your experience? I just asked you guys so I could tell you about my story. <laughs> uh, I was read the first Harry Potter. I was introduced to Harry Potter by my fifth grade teacher reading the book to us. And then, like you, got like sucked in like everyone else, except mm-hmm. for Courtney. Okay, yeah. moving on. Um, I also remember like parents kind of being a little weird about magic and Harry Potter. And I uh, being with my friend at like a craft store and buying like sticks were like these are wand length and my mom kind of even being like huh is this weird that you're running around in the backyard casting spells christians against harry potter was a very big deal <laughs> did you guys know anyone that was like involved with that uh, i had a friend who couldn't read them which i remember being shocked because weird. as a kid my media was very filtered by my parents and so thinking that someone was more filtered than me was just shocking. I, I think mine was, but now I think about it, I'm like, man, a lot of stuff really. I, really I, I mostly I pulled the wool over my parents' eyes a little bit. Well, you were the youngest. Oh, and you, I was the oldest. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. All right, that makes more sense. We had different experiences. That is true. Yeah. This is where I tell you guys I didn't read them because I wasn't allowed. To. <laughs> <laughs> I finally confess. <laughs> I was like, why are you closing your eyes during this? Why do you keep crossing yourself? You're just holding your crucifix. Oh, and also, I loved the audiobooks. They were like the soundtrack to my holidays because I would just leave them on. The sound of Jim Dale's voice, and like especially those early books. In fact, watching this, isn't it amazing how much of just the line readings are just burned in your brain? Oh, yeah. Like we were just saying lines the same way they said them. Mm-hmm. They'll just never leave. Okay, so the first movie we're talking about is... Harry Potter. Sorcerer's Stone. Sorry, oh. Philosopher's Stone. Philosopher's Stone. Do you know what the deal is with that? Yeah, that's what they call it. They call it in Great Britain. Do you know why they changed it for the States? No. Because when they were releasing the book, they thought Philosopher would sound too boring. Or too dumb. <laughs> I know, like, Philosopher. <laughs> I'm, already, Honestly, I'm though, already asleep. It does sound more boring. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one of the proposed titles was Harry Potter and the Magic School. Because the Philosopher's Stone is a real stone. Nicholas Flamel is a real person. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, he's dead. But, like, that's oh. like, well, I'm sorry. Is the philosopher's the stone's as... not a real not a real stone, but it is <laughs> okay. an actual thing like, like in myth. But my so, wheels are just turning. I love rocks. Could I? <laughs> huh. I don't know if you know this, Ryan. Courtney got into rocks over the summer. I didn't. Shells. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, minerals, Marie. They also had to film each scene twice where they said the words sorcerer's stone <laughs> because in the uk version it is the philosopher's stone oh my gosh so they have two like there's a uk and u.s version so, I, I did mean, not know that all right courtney can you tell us in 30 seconds what happens in the first harry potter story oh my gosh no i can't but i'll try okay. <laughs> really hard all right uh harry potter finds out he's a wizard hagrid comes to get him from his family who's evil and awful and he takes him to hogwarts he's they go to diana gun alley they You're get all this stuff he needs for school. They go to school. Um, I can't discern like the tears from the sweat. <laughs> all this stuff happens at school with him and Hermione and Ron, and they do the they do spells and they learn. <laughs> There's Professor Quirrell who Voldemort is on the back of his head, yeah. and he finds the stone finally, and he gets hurt. He wakes up in the hospital, and there's Dumbledore. Fifty points. 
to I'm Courtney. Gryffindor. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't time you or anything, but that was pretty good. I also were you that looking? That was not pretty good. Were you looking at the poster for Clues? Yes, Honestly, I was. was. You're like, like what does happen in this movie? Like, oh, I forgot the most important part: the oh. chess tournament. Oh yeah, thing. magic. Oh, and he he becomes a seeker. He plays Quidditch. He does. Yes. Oliver Wood. Oh yeah. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you this, Courtney. As a child watching these, did you think that like Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint were good looking? Mm -mm. Okay. I think probably Rupert Grint more than Daniel Radcliffe. Well, and do you think Oliver Wood stands out because the bar is actually pretty low? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I was wondering about that because like there's a line at the end of the second one where like Harry Potter kind of tough talks Lucius Malfoy, a 12 year old tough talking a 45 year old. (laughs) Well, let us hope that Mr. Potter will always be around to save the day. Don't worry. I will be. And I wondered if there'd be any girls like swooning over that, like, oh, he's there so was, dreamy. There was a girl in my class when this came out who was like obsessed with Daniel Radcliffe. And I remember Whoa. going to her birthday party and she was telling me all this stuff. Like she has a poster in her room that she looked at. Like it like sat across from her bed on her wall. And she like went into very, like a lot of detail where I was just like, what is your deal? Wow. Like specifically Daniel Radcliffe as yeah. Harry Potter. Kylie Bills, if you're out there. It's similar to like Frodo girls. Yes. Like it was a choice that they just oh, leaned but the, into. Yes. But the Frodo girls, t- like tell me if I'm wrong. It was all, it was always the eyes. They're like, his eyes are so beautiful. Do you know what I'm talking about? But similarly, Daniel Radcliffe's eyes, in a different way, are like sparkly. I guess so. I have some behind the scenes things to tell you about. And we also have taken notes. You wanted me to like add some context first? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. First off, I told you that WB bought the film rights for this movie for $1.65 million. Wow. Um, Yeah. pretty Pretty good deal. That was a good deal. I remember talking about that. Uh, the director's list for this film included, I mean, it was like every director ever, but like Spielberg was one of the close ones. He was actually in negotiations to do this movie. His idea for it was to make it animated and to incorporate elements from other books and wanted Haley Joe Osment to be uh, Harry, to voice Harry Potter. No, 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 thank you. He ended up passing on it. He actually went and made AI with Haley Joe Osment. And he sure. was really That, that was like Hayley. his, bo- that was yeah. like his guy. He was having a moment at that time anyway, because yeah. of the sixth sense. So anyway, they went with Christopher Columbus to direct the films. Uh, Steve Cloves adapted the book. He adapted a lot of the other books, too, into the movies. He said it was this was the hardest one to adapt. Mm. Interesting. I think he made some smart changes. So, like, I think these two, it's interesting we're talking about them both because they're both directed by Chris Columbus. They are both the most faithful to the novels because the novels are relatively short compared to the other ones. Yeah. But I would say they're also the weakest. They're just so book-like, and books are very episodic. And yeah. so there's a lot of wheel spinning and, like, getting from one thing to another in a way like, well, like checking off boxes, sort of, it feels like to me anyway. Mm-hmm. I was curious what you guys thought about that. I remember thinking, oh, especially in The Sorcerer's Stone is, would this have been better as a 10-episode miniseries? 100%. Um, yeah, and I agree. I think so. I unfortunately can't speak to that. I, I don't know. But like, how are you feeling about these two movies in general? Good. I feel better about the first one than I do the second one. It's just kind of like meanders. Well, that might be the length you're feeling too. Cause it is, it, I feel like they kind of reined it in a bit after uh, this one. As mm, far as like, uh. we're going to condense things. Do you want some casting stuff? Yes, yes, please. Okay. I don't know. I don't have a t- I'm sorry. We love casting. We love casting. Ryan and I just, <laughs> just this little twinkle in our eye when we turn to yes. each other. <laughs> yes, we do. Did a, did a little spin. <laughs> they auditioned thousands of kids. And the big three, as I called them, were cast in august 2000 it was like this huge <laughs> casting call uh robin williams was interested in hagrid but Whoa. couldn't because he was american that would have been a different movie it yeah it would be over i kind of think it's it's becomes robin williams not mm-hmm. at you, least for americans do you like robbie coltrane <laughs> as hagrid yeah okay interesting what do you feel look i think the acting in both these movies in general is like okay no one shines to me i feel differently about later films I think everyone is just like either like sort of bad or okay. No one is giving like naturalistic line readings. Mm-hmm. They all feel like they're like saying quotations in a movie. <laughs> and I, it's very weird to me that it, it's like that because it's not like that later. And so I, I maybe, do I blame the director? Do I blame the child actors? I don't know who because it's also the adults. But they say lines in a way that I'm like, a lot of the lines are lifted from the book. And it's like, I've never read that line that way. Why are they saying it's so weird? Yeah. Sean Connery was offered Dumbledore, but turned it down. 
He's also a different movie. A dummy. Tin Roth. He was the original choice to play Snape. Choice? Choice. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out what you said for a long minute. Okay. I actually don't mind that. He's got kind of bad guy smart energy. He's shorter. Yeah. That was the studio's choice. Rowling always wanted um, Alan Rickman, but Tim Roth had to turn it down because he was committed to Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Oh, wow. wow. That's fun to look back on for them, I, I bet. I know, pretty bad, right? <laughs> I wanted to know, does everyone pretty much universally miss this Dumbledore, or do people have strong opinions on the next Dumbledore? They do. They do. I definitely prefer this Dumbledore, almost 100%. I would say I do, too. And I, we can get into that maybe more number four, because that's when it really starts to bug me. But Yes. <laughs> that's because he's three. He's like not even really there. Yeah. But the fourth one is where the decisions you're like, what are you doing? Well, Richard Harris just manages to have this like winking quality that I always imagine Dumbledore to have. Like he always is kind of in on the joke, no matter what it is. And was also like strict, but never harsh or like. He's more comforting, like a grand, like a yeah. grandparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. the other one is more like an old, kind of scary. Well, you're like, an are you? Good, do you good know old what's boy? going on? Are you in control? Like, I don't really feel like safe. Like, you know what you're doing. Like, yeah. oh, Dumbledore's here, kind of a thing. Um, although I will say, at the time, I definitely, I would, I guess, I would prefer Richard Harris over Michael Gambon. But I still think Richard Harris, like knowing what Dumbledore has to do in the later stories. Yeah, he's too. He like talks so slow. I am not, that's what I mean about these performances in these movies. Mm. He just talks so deliberate and like drags everything out. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of think. He was close to death. Well, in the second one. In the first one, he wasn't. That was just him acting. Okay. I would have preferred going a completely different direction than either. Oh, interesting. With who? Sean Connery. Really? No, (laughs) can you imagine? Like that is a take. (laughs) What's the worst house to be in? Slytherin. Is it? Is it? You want to know why? Why? And they're just continually shitting on Slytherin. Like, I know Harry is the hero of the story, but there is a continual agenda to promote Gryffindor. At the end of the first movie, Dumbledore pulls out, like, bogus bullshit points out of nowhere <laughs> just because he's just like, oh, Slytherin just f*** those guys. Yeah. Like, it has, they, they can't win. Anyone else. And they're just always being shit on all the time. That's fair. Ryan? That is the worst house. Everyone thinks you're like an awful person. It's we'll true. Let Ryan have his but opinion. would you rather claim Hufflepuff? I would. I would. <laughs> There's a really funny tweet. I wrote it down. Okay, so we all know there are four types of kid brave, smart, evil, and miscellaneous. <laughs> School board, yes, continue. <laughs> and that's really what it is. It's like, who's evil? You go in that house. It's true. I still don't want to be from Hufflepuff. Just, You'd rather be Ravenclaw? I feel like yeah. Ra- Ravenclaw's like the posh choice because no one wants to choose Gryffindor, so Ravenclaw would oh, rather I'm a Ravenclaw. do that. Yeah. When I first saw this, and for like a while, I I thought that Filch's cat was also McGonagall. I think I've said before. <laughs> <laughs> it was like very confusing to me. Did you know the tabby cat that was McGonagall at the beginning of the movie ran away? During filming, and then two days later, came back. Oh my gosh. Oh, such a cat thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I was thinking about while watching this now was just the world building that kind of had to happen. And I feel like, for the most part, it's done well. You're dropped in, but not in a way that's overwhelming. And here's this world that we built, but then let's introduce you to everything. There's like so much more that we didn't show you. Um, which I think is, is so fun. That's actually, I think the second one is the good kind of sequel because it's not retreading the story of the first, but it takes the mythology set up in the first one and expands it. Like it, you learn more about the history of Hogwarts and the founders, Voldemort's past, things that would be interesting. You just learn more and more about it. Right. It's like you thought there was just this. Well, that, that was a fraction of what's really going There's on. There's also, it has to, the first one especially has to do a lot of heavy lifting. Like yeah. you said of like setting, like laying narrative threads that like will pay off in later movies. Which kind of burdens it, I think, because there's a lot of like just people talking in exposition. <laughs> and maybe that's why it's kind of forgivable. Well, they kind of have to do this. Yeah. Also, they have to like set up the entire production design of what the world looks like, which I personally don't really love. But you don't love the world? I don't love like the look of it. Because it, it's kind of cutesy. It wants to be kind of Tim Burton weird, gothic, but it doesn't commit enough to like the weirdness and like Uh the angles and like, oh, things are like, this shouldn't be like held up. This should topple over. But it also is like a little too neat. It's like, Mm. it was like a little halfway in between. I don't love it. Now we have multi-million dollar parks all over the world with the same aesthetic. So it's like canonized now. Like this is how Harry Potter looks, Mm -hmm. which is weird because 
in my brain, every time I read the books, the layout of Hogwarts is the same layout of Bunderson Elementary School. <laughs> it's the hallways, the playground. The layout is complete. I know where everything is in like relation to, because that was my, that's all I really knew. I just knew like six <laughs> blocks worth when I was reading these books. And now that elementary school is like completely demolished. Oh my gosh. It's very sad. In my mind, that's where I have it. It's just, I don't, I don't love the aesthetic. Mm. And what's interesting is other future directors kind of tweak things. Yeah. Placements of, like the Whomping Willow <laughs> is clearly like in the courtyard, but in the third one, it's like off somewhere completely different. Well, and it completely changes how it looks. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. I know. And even like the style of the way that like the spells look change uh -huh. depending on the director. One director smartly brings them all aesthetically together. Yeah. It's never going to be what you envisioned in your head. But I think I wanted it to maybe commit to something a bit more off kilter. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, I feel like the cinematography is a little flat. It gets a bit more interesting in the second one. Uh -huh. But like, especially kind of like you were saying, Ryan, in comparison to how it looks later in the later films. Here's yeah. our castle. Here's Hagrid's hut. Here's the willow. It's a lot of shot reverse shot. The transitions between scenes, most of them like faded out. You know what I mean? Like a commercial Which was break. Kind of like, yeah. It would fade from like Harry saying something. Da -da 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 -da, and then it would, he would pause and then it would fade out into the next scene. I think that's a lot like you're just compressing a book story, which is very like yo-yoing. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's kind of how books operate too. You got to keep the story going. So it's, it really affects the pacing in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because in the second one, especially, there's a lot of like red herrings, which works great in a mystery book. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But like in a movie, there it's almost like they set up a red herring and immediately dismiss it in the next scene. Yes. But I remember reading the book. I mentally had a list in my head of like, who could possibly be behind opening the Chamber of Secrets? And every time, the person would like get like okay well it's not Malfoy I'm like all right all right and then I remember the part where they get robbed like Harry's room gets ransacked I'm like well okay that eliminates everyone but a Gryffindor obviously so I'm like I'm, <laughs> I remember ranting to my mom who just probably made no sense but I was like okay well like it's got to be like trying to figure out like these clues here's why I think like but it probably isn't Hagrid did you ever guess Jenny Weasley I never no. did I never did but you know what this is actually a genuinely great mystery. And it's hard to like really get that from the movie, but in the book, it really is. All of the clues laid out, they don't make sense to them as they're learning the clues. But once you have it all together, it really makes perfect sense. And I think that's the skill of her as a writer, because most of these movies are built around them trying to figure out something. And then is all is revealed at the end. It really does fit perfectly and it just it's such a tight mystery with each one. But this is especially like the this is the who done it one. And I don't remember picking up on this as a younger person as a kid. Um like once Hagrid gets arrested, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, we're in a mystery. This is a murder mystery. Oh now. yeah. Which made sense in the book, but I never picked up on it really, I don't think, in the movie because it's moving so fast. And even like you kind of know that Morning Merle's gonna factor in somehow because you're spending so much time with her. Yeah. But the other nice thing about a book is you have so much room. You just spend time with weird characters. So you just think, well, that's a funny element of having to like cook the potion in this bathroom. I remember reading the book when they were like putting it all together, like basilisk, all these things. It's like someone who died. They're like, what if they never left the bathroom? And you're like, holy what? shit. It's like weird <laughs> background side character is the girl murdered at the center of this mystery. It like electrified my brain reading this book. And it gets really dark. Like, I remember reading the sections. Like, I remember getting genuinely scared as a kid. Like, it's not as scary in the movie, hearing the snake's voice. But when you're reading, like, let me rip you, let me tear you, yeah. let me kill you. I'm like, I'm like 10 years old. Yeah, I'm like a little kid. And when it says, like, her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. It's like serial killer vibes. Uh, they spent a lot of time on the train in these early films. And it reminded me of the time that we spent a long time on the Hogwarts train. Oh yeah. my gosh. I remembered it being fun that you go on the train to transition between the two parks at Universal. Mm -hmm. And so I talked this crew into, <laughs> look, it'll be worth it, I promise. How long did we spend waiting in line? Three hours. No, it was... It, it was like three hours. I thought it was an hour and a half. It was oh, three no, hours. No, 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 no. Oh. It was at least two and a half. Yeah, I think it was two. It well, was the most painful line experience I've ever had. I, I, it, yeah, it was definitely the longest line I've ever waited. <laughs> yes. For but, the stupid freaking but, train. But was it worth it? No. no here's what the worst part us. was. Yes. We got in the cart and put our feet up on the opposite bench. So and a so... voice all of a sudden just goes, get your feet off the bench. Oh my gosh. It was bad. And then all, so all it was was we just like moved 10 feet and then got out basically the train. Yes, I felt awful. like... I feel like such an ass, and I'm sorry. Oh, listen. You know what? We got to we got to experience it. It was yeah. fine. Glad we I did. Never it. have to ever again. Another thing, sorry, from the first one is when the owl delivers the broom. 
that's clearly wrapped as a broom, and those kids are like, <laughs> Bit early for mail, isn't it? But I, I never get mail. Let's open it. On a similar note, I think when Ron receives the howler in the second one, I was just like, can you open that a different time? Like, do you have to <laughs> open it while your friends are all right there? And it's nice because it's like, well, they're they're little kids. Like, you know, you're like, move. What are you doing? Stop standing around. Yes. Stop it. That's something else I actually really like about these movies compared to other fantasy stuff. Harry Potter continually gets into like these situations and he's able to best the villain of whatever story. And I like that he is like generally pretty bad. Mm. He's kind of dumb and sloppy. And the only reason he survives is because smarter people help him. I hate when kids outwit adults, like in Three Ninjas, mm-hmm. where like those little kids are just beating the shit out of a bunch of like and, assassins. And when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, I could probably do that. And I just, I, I hate that when they when they do that in kids' movies. In the first movie, he only gets away from Quirrell because of some unknown protection charm he didn't even know existed. Otherwise, he'd be dead. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, a bird comes and helps him. He would just be dead. He's not just amazing at what he does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something I really think is smartly done in basically all of these that he is helped continually by people that are better than he is. Yes. He lives a charmed life. He really does, yeah. So the second one, Hugh Grant was the first choice to play Gilderoy Lockhart. Oh. Interesting. What do you I think about that? I could have gone with that. Yeah. Except we... I love Kenneth Branagh. He's he's pretty fun in this. He's so he's, great in anything pretty winning. he touches. Yeah. Hugh Grant was cast, but he had to drop out for scheduling conflicts with two weeks notice. That was a bad career move, in my opinion. <laughs> is that the, Was that the death of his rom-com run? I mean, I know he had a, like he, it didn't stop him, but was that the was that like yeah? Because you're definitely he, not making money with these now. With him, yeah. After that, he did a bunch of other ones, like some divorce one with Sarah Jessica Parker. He like music got and into, lyrics like, is good. Oh yeah, music and lyrics but, was but like no one knew no one knows about that one because yeah. he wasn't like a yeah. he wasn't a bankable draw anymore. So you think this would have been the better career move? Oh, totally. Especially because it's only a one-off. Yeah. You're not like, oh, now I'm doing five. I'm doing this the next ten years of my life is Harry. So Potter. he's not the werewolf. What What do you mean? Who's the werewolf? I don't remember. We'll find out. Yeah. Wolf find out? Wolf. They started filming this film three days before the release of the first movie. They were just working. Mm -hmm. The snake was a mix of tiger roars, horse, and elephants. Aragog was a 9 by 18 foot prop. Each leg was controlled by a different team member. And Dobby, the house elf, did you know this? Was modeled after Vladimir Putin. Whoa. I did not know that. Oh. Now that you say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You were you were jotting down like a storm during okay. the second film. Okay, we'll just kind of go rapid fire. Yeah, a lot of these you... are just straight thoughts. Some of these um, were question, like logistical questions that I had. Okay, I'm curious. I'm curious what you have. Harry's voice changed in this one. Boom. Dramatic. Like right Dramatic. when you turn it on. Ron too. Ron too, yeah. Hiya, Harry. I'm not going home. Not really. I can't let you out, Hedwig. I'm not allowed to use magic outside of school. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're men now. Uh, why does Harry Potter have a bedroom now? Well, it's that's like a condensed thing. He does get upgraded to the bedroom because the Dursleys are like, oh, we're being watched now. Oh, dang it. I always call them the Dudleys, but it's Dudley Dursley. Uh, why did the Dursleys, I wrote Dudleys, hate Harry Potter so much? Like, why are they afraid of him messing stuff up? All This is just like a, a journal entry. <laughs> why are they afraid of Harry Potter? Why are they so mean Why are they afraid of him messing up stuff all the time? Has he messed up before? Or does Petunia just hate his mom? Both. Yeah. He just messes stuff up? Well, like, if you remember the snake at the zoo, but just, like, like okay. weird stuff happens. Okay, okay. And they because... don't like weird... They kind of hammer that more in the book, like, we don't like weird things. We are, like, normal. We're normal and nice people. Yeah, See, that's, very like, normal. You guys are so weird. And, well, I think some of it has... I think that probably started with Petunia being jealous of Lily the whole time. Ah. Uh, we're think, the normal ones. I think you get more of that later. Yeah. They're, like... Where she's, like, hate. I'm normal and you're weird yeah. because I'm jealous that you're... You're a witch. Uh, this note just says, conversation starter, thoughts on Dobby? <laughs> <laughs> you watching the movie, here's something good. You're on a three by five card, this is an icebreaker for my next date. Like, what are your thoughts on him? What's your mileage on him? Because frankly, mine like runs pretty low. I okay. kind of just like, the second he shows up, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. you know what I mean? I mean, he gets a rough introduction because you're kind of annoyed at him this entire movie his like purpose is to be annoying yeah but then later 
he he becomes beloved. I was kind of struck by how good the effects look 20 years later. Like, really, they look... Oh, yeah. Especially in the bedroom, they look really good. Mm -hmm. I do think some of the thunder was stolen from him of, like, wow, what this wonderful, like, brought-to-life CG creature because, like, a month later, the two towers came out and we got Gollum. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Who's this shit about Dobby? He's a, he's annoying. I was just making sure we were all on the same side he's for now. Question about the way magic works outside of Hogwarts. Okay. If you aren't allowed to use magic, how do adults use magic without getting in trouble? Students aren't. So They're adults, not allowed. As long as you're not enrolled in Hogwarts. But what if you go for three years, then you drop out? Well, you're also not really supposed to do magic dropping out. Hagrid's really not supposed to. That's why apparently he snapped his wand, but he keeps like pieces of it in his umbrella because he was kicked out after the oh. Chamber of Secrets incident. But if you're like a full-grown adult wizard or witch... You have to have graduated from Hogwarts. Yeah. It's like underage magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like driving. I get it now. How did Hermione know about her magic if her parents are muggles? She got a letter. She got a letter. Oh, she did. Mm -hmm. They like identify you if you're if you come from a muggle. They but find you, you. you have the gift. Yes, force sensitive. I was really trying to make these brain busters, and you guys are just <laughs> we're, plowing we're through experts. them. I need a rundown of what the different dimensions are. Does Ron and his family live in the real world at all? Because they're like, he's like, Dad's fascinated with muggles, and it's like, do you live in the magical world? How does that work? There the are two world worlds. Isn't just Hogwarts. I didn't know that. It's like other pieces of the world. But I thought like they were just in random places on Earth. If my understanding is right, they are. They also have like bewitched things to kind of be not be noticed. There's also like a, a commentary on people how we don't notice weird things or like we our brain doesn't want to. So like he, mm. like muggles don't notice them even though they're kind of interacting with them regularly. Right? Yeah, I always understood like we're all living on the same Earth. Yeah, they're just kind of doing stuff and we just go about our day. So like bo, 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 nine to five job. Bo, bo, yeah. bo. Harry says something to Ron where he's like, oh, that's what this is. So like they don't know certain things of like the real world. Well, because they're going to Hogwarts. They're not going to regular school. But and like electricity Hermione... doesn't work. Something with magic oh. screws with electricity. So they're like fascinated by like muggle inventions. And Are you stuff. guys making this up on no, the fly? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> this is canon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, as it's been explained by Miss Rowling. <laughs> oh, what if in your second year of school, so like you're in eighth grade or whatever, however old they are, and your teacher's just like, we're gonna repot these plants, but if you hear them scream, you will die. Like I'm see like very seriously, like you will die. That's why it's kind of funny when later in the second one, when it's like clear kids are getting petrified, Dumbledore's like, I don't think the school's safe anymore. I wrote that down it's too. Like, uh, I don't. Uh, you <laughs> have, was it ever? They have to give an announcement at the beginning of every year. Don't go in that forest that's on our grounds, or else you might die. Which leads me into mm -hmm. my second to last question Great. of. Was like scary dark stuff always happening or was it Harry Potter? Was oh, Harry the catalyst? It would be kind of fun to track this because there's like things that happen regularly in each story. Like for instance, something always weird happens on Halloween. Mm -hmm. So in the first book, Quirrell lets the troll out. In the second book, it kind of is like condensed in the movie, but he goes to nearly headless Nick's death day party. That's when Mrs. Norris, the cat, is petrified. Oh. Something weird happens on Halloween. Um, there's also a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher every year, and you kind of find out why that is. So we had Quirrell in the first one, and Lockhart, and then something always happens to them. Who's too. the third one? I don't know. Come on, man. I don't remember. And you'll see. You'll see. Something happens, obviously, at the end of every year, because that's the climax of the book, right? But, like, you think a student would be like, okay. Lupin. <laughs> I just remembered. It's Lupin. <laughs> if you're a student, and you're like, okay, look. Something awful has happened. We've had like major murders or like kids have almost died in the last weekend of every May for the past five years. <laughs> and it has to do with Harry Potter. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, this is weird. So my question is like the same as yours. Was there a student who was like two years ahead of Harry Potter where he had two very normal years of Hogwarts <laughs> and then out of nowhere... Several very awful years where like people were invading the school, people were dying. Wouldn't by like year four you'd be like, all right, everyone, everyone goes home in April. No school in May. Something <laughs> yeah. bad happens in May. Wouldn't you just start doing that? But it really is like, it's funny, but that anyway. That's the world. Uh, last thing I have to say, mm -hmm. uh, I was nannying this girl in 2012. Brag about it. How much and, money did you make? Uh, I made about $80 a week. Whoa. I know, big spender. Anyway, she was very obsessed with the Harry Potter books. She was like reading them. And I remember she came down to tell me that 
is not parcel tongue, it's parcel tongue. And I was like mind blown by that. I'd never considered that because I never read the books. So I thought it was parcel tongue because of the way they say that. <laughs> and she had that same realization where we we're both just like, whoa. It's an A. <laughs> I just thought it was like parcel tongue, but it's parcel tongue. Wow, that is embarrassing. I know. Anyway, that's all I had. Do we know how many years the kids aged between each movie? Rough. It's roughly like a year and a half averaged out. There's actually, I remember there were rumors after the third one that they might, were thinking about maybe recasting them. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that would have been so jarring. And I think Daniel Radcliffe was, even, I think they were only signed for three movies at first. And he was even like, I don't know, we might age out. But that would be so weird. That would be so weird if yeah. they recast them. This is the only one there where they really just like pumped it out pretty quick. First one comes out November 01, mm-hmm. second one November 02. And I figured they would be yearly. But then they kind of take a break and they, they do space them out a little bit. But they're still pretty tight turnaround because they don't want them to like age out. Yeah. All told, it takes about 10 years for the eight movies, which is pretty fast. Wow. Yeah. After right. a while, though, they just, they just look, kind of look the same, right? After like four. Well, especially like one, two, the, and mo- three, the most dramatic like, growth. Yeah, we're, yeah. And like the next one we're about to watch next week is... Oh, they're teenagers all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, you can really tell like they're really into their awkward phase in the second one. Like just on the cusp of it yeah. and like the third one. I think the second and third one where they're like, you look like yeah. you're going through some growing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And they settle in more in the fourth one where you're like, oh, you kind of look like who you'll yes, grow up yes, into. Yes, yes, Apparently the first one, they filmed all of their scenes in chronological order. Oh. And their schedule was like four hours of filming, three hours of school. This movie was funnier than I remembered. Some bits some things got, got me. And something that's funny is just how uh ron is just leaning into every face he makes and he's like kind of coming into he's like oh i'm the comic relief he's so cute his voice is also cracking a little bit too oh, which is like fun adds to it mm-hmm. yeah um snape kind of had uh different hair than the first one it kind of has early 2000s ashley judd or mandy moore <laughs> <laughs> It's like too bouncy then, (laughs) more bouncy than it should be. Something else that got me is Lucius is in a different movie. (laughs) He is, he's taking everything he's saying and turning it up to 1000. He is in a soap opera taking. Yeah, like the way, the way he says stuff. Mm -hmm. And then especially at the very end. When he tries to murder Harry Potter. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I noticed that too. I don't think I've ever noticed that before. Apparently that's because he only knew that one spell, the actor. And that's why he started Whoa. to say it. It's oh my like, gosh. what was his game plan? He was going to kill Harry Potter? Also, yeah. you're going to be in this for a while. Maybe learn some spells. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you dramatic asshole. <laughs> I remember thinking this when I read the book as well. Like, why aren't more people concerned about Ron's broken wand? Like, Nobody oh, cares. It, it'd, be like, it'd be like a loaded gun. Yeah. That you're just randomly waving around. You could kill someone with that. And people are just like, hey, fix your wand. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. They let him go the whole year. Like, there's no... No school services that like, can help. Hand me down like wands, like backup wands. Like you yes. think this would be a regular thing that kids would break their wands? They're just sticks. It breaks pretty easily, mm-hmm. and just none of the adults care. They're like, it's wild. Run, come on, get um, it together, Weasley. Meanwhile, his little sister's opening the chamber of secrets. <laughs> Also, it's just funny to me that all of the kids are aware of the bludger, but no adults are. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, what's happening? This is not a safe place for students. <laughs> In the first movie, he's like, by the way, something crazy is going on in the third floor corridor. Don't go there if you don't want to die a painful death. That's what the principal says to the school. At the very end, Harry's like pants and shoes just have like accountant vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Just in slacks. Just in slacks and like almost shirt shoes. Oh, the last thing I was going to say is, is Mr. Weasley kind of a Delph? No, no, no. I do mean, you, I'm sorry. Well, you go ahead. What do you think? What do you guys think? He provides. He provides. Yeah. He, he enchanted a car. He enchanted a car. He stood up to Lucius Malfoy in the bookstore. I'm not saying he's not a good guy, but like. He's like kind of sexy. You just, he stands up to Lucius, you lower your glasses. Hello. (laughs) You know he's one of the thugs in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, of course I know that. Same with uh, Dr. House, MD. (laughs) Um, No, I gotta, I gotta push back on that. He just, I, 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 okay. There's nothing sexual about him. I disagree, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Once I make my move, (laughs) you'll you'll be free free to to check check the king. king.
That scene is just like done forever, right? No one you no one will ever be able to look like ever watch that scene again. You can't. It's it's burned in our memory. Thank you, TikTok. Courtney, this is a question for you. Would you rather have as a student a rat or an owl? No, I want a cat. No, sorry. Uh, those are the options I gave you. Jason's just so pissed. Those are the choices. I think I'd go rat. Are you serious? You're insane. I hate owls. You're you in, guys both know this. You're in, well, you'd get okay, o- maybe you don't. You'd get over it at that place <clears throat> after a while. Is a rat gonna bring you a letter? Oh, maybe owl. I hate <laughs> I, I hate them both, but I owls are so scary to me. I can't explain it. They're just, friends with them. Yeah, imagine Edwin's one that's like a brother to Harry Potter. <laughs> imagine one that's on your team that's helping you. If it was an enchanted owl, then yes. <laughs> When they use the flu network, they're just covered in soot, which I hate. I'm like, oh, no, why would you ever use this? I'm like, I got to go to the, like a concert tonight. You're just like wrecked for the whole day. Also, why isn't there just like a, a reparo make me clean yeah, spell? It's re- they just stay soot covered the whole day. Yeah. And especially Ridiculous. how often flu, the flu network is used in the books. People will just be covered with soot all day long. It's a really, it's a really dumb detail. McGonagall telling the story of the chamber is definitely when one student asks a question that really just gets the teacher derailed for like 20 minutes. I was just surprised in the second one how things looked better. Like Quidditch looked better. Yeah, um, Quidditch did. I noticed that. Dobby, I told you, already looked good. I think actually Columbus was uh, not satisfied with the effects in the first movie. So mm-hmm. I think they were really rushed to get Because like some things looked terrible. Quidditch was awful. The Qu- Quidditch and the Troll. Yeah. And Harry looks like a rubbery <laughs> PlayStation 1 character. Yes. Yeah. The chamber design looked great like so honestly really like creepy and unsettling Mm -hmm. and the snake looks amazing it's so really really good that snake looks very very scary i hated it oh i I remember being scared of it when i was a kid and and the spiders still scared when the car's driving and the spiders there's like 20 of them oh i'm sorry like 200 just (laughs) like hustling going so fast (laughs) have you heard of like those screaming spiders that are in like the middle east that just like are huge like three feet and just run and scream oh my god does that sound like a nightmare would you rather be confronted by a million little spiders or one giant snake uh, spiders probably yeah me too the snake i just feel like you're gone like there's no way around that snakes are evil little bastards little nitpick yeah i hate when this happens in Jurassic park as well in a perfect movie when people just hold still and they're like huh? looking around like, like the snake's like smelled i'm like harry potter's right in front of you yeah. that kid smells he's 12 <laughs> and he's been like running around the whole night you know what i mean because he's like hmm, hmm. there are animals that are have heightened sense of smell yeah. i don't know it strains the imagination nah. yeah yeah ryan also, and i just here here oh i just think the end scene in the second one is so funny because like Hagrid's only friend is Harry and Ron and Hermione. Yeah. But why would the entire school give any shit that Hagrid showed up? They treat it like our father is back from war. <laughs> Everyone stands up and applauds for this big guy who hangs out with a bunch of kids, lives at the school on the grounds. If you're a random Ravenclaw, you're like, I don't know that guy. Why is everyone? Why are we applauding? Harry and Ron and Hermione just have so much clout. Everyone's like, "Oh, they're clapping. We're clapping." Okay. <laughs> if I was a random like student there, I would hate those three. It's oh kind, yeah. It's kind of like in Community. They like really get this joke in later seasons how side characters hate the main group. They think they're the cool clique and everything happens yes. around them. There's like one where the one where Shirley is giving birth during their final, and Neil is like, "We came so close to having one class that wasn't all about them." Remember when they all took that fishing trip on St. Patrick's Day? God, that was a good week. I was thinking that with Malfoy at the beginning, because you really would just be like, okay, well, screw Harry Potter. When he's like with uh, Lockhart and he's like uh-huh. getting those books from him and Malfoy's like above him and he's just like, ugh. Because yeah. you would be like, this guy is always beating me. Oh, another thing that I think this movie sets up very well that builds on in later films, stories, books, is the connection between Harry and Voldemort and like how they're similar and how they're different. When Harry finds out he's a wizard, he is like blown away. He's like, I can't be. That's, that just makes no sense. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? A wizard and a thumping good one, I'd wager, once you trade up a little. No, you've made a mistake. I mean, I can't be a, a, a wizard. I mean, I'm just Harry, just Harry. Whereas, like, you'll, you'll see in, like, later movies, there's flashbacks of when 
Dumbledore comes to Tom Riddle as a, a boy, and he's like, you're special. And he's like, I always knew I was special. <laughs> like, they're just that key difference of, like, who Harry is versus Voldemort and, like, why they're different, even though they could have such similar tracks. I think that's so fascinating. And one of, like, the very rich thematic thing that's, like, set up well in these movies. I love these movies. These movies are great. Favorite parts? I really like the flying car in the second one. I love the beginning of the first one just because you're, like, getting it. You're stepping into the land and I'm sure if you've read the books, you're like seeing it all happen, seeing it all come together. I'm sure it was really fun. And like really moving fun. from like the boring muggle world into like the magical world. Yeah, was that was like really ve- fun. It was very fun to see that on screen. My least favorite part in The Chamber of Secrets is honestly, I don't find the end. I felt like the movie kind of meandered so much that by the end I just was like, I okay. Yeah. I'm sure the book is different because it's, you know, I know the book is different. But no, I think that's because you're just, it's like... Set up a red herring, knock it down. Yeah. They do it like four times. Yeah, it's just like you're just like kind of done by the, you're, by the time it's They're just kind of like checking boxes to get to the finale. Yeah. So by the time you get there, also the finale itself is, the snake's great, but it's a little lackluster. Harry really sucks yeah. using that sword. Oh my gosh. Just falling? He's just flailing around. Just flailing? Like, you I'm are so bad Just let it come to you. And Tom Riddle's <laughs> just standing there watching. Favorite part of the first one too is the chest piece game i wish that was like the end because again i feel like the end kind of fell flat i don't know same the first they go one on like a little too long the problem is the first one ends with like an extended revelation dialogue scene which works really well in the book yeah but lacks a little like dramatic flair when you're it's being visualized so it's yeah. also part of it too the second one i feel like is more fun because you don't spend very much time with the dursleys you're kind of yeah with them for five minutes and then you're done which in the first one, I forgot how much time you spend with the Dursleys. Snape is not around very much, which I forgot. Mm-hmm. He makes much more of an appearance later. <laughs> oh, one thing I really like is when he first speaks parcel tongue to the snake. You're a parcel mouth? Why don't you tell us? I'm a what? You can talk to snakes. I know. I mean, I accidentally said a python on my cousin Dudley at the zoo once. Uh, once. But so what? I bet loads of people here can do it. No. They can't. It's not a very common gift, Harry. This is bad. Harry, listen to me. There's a reason the symbol of Slytherin House is a serpent. Salazar Slytherin was a parcel mouth. He could talk to snakes too. Exactly. Now the whole school's gonna think you're his great-great-great-grandson or something. But I'm not. Yeah. And they really let that sit, the paranoia in the book. Just like that panic of no one believes me and I keep showing up at these things that make me look so, it looks very incriminating. I keep stumbling into these and everyone thinks that I'm going to kill them. Um, I guess I do like the introduction of the different magical elements in the first one. Um, there are stretches where it gets a little boring. Probably about in the middle of both. Like yeah. the Mirror of Erised part in the first one. Although I do think the second one moved at a brisker pace. It kept my attention more. There was just a, a lot happening. Can we rate their hair? How's their hair doing? Their hair is pretty similar between these two movies, but we're going to get some dramatic changes as we go yes. through this series. Yes. Honestly, I think Harry's is fine in both. Very true to the book. Kind of disheveled, covering his scar. Ron's middle part. Oh, very. It's coming back in style. I was smart of him. <laughs> Hermione's weird crimpy hair. Which it's like not bushy, but it is bushy. What are favorite and least favorite characters? Okay, first one for me is going to be Harry, his favorite. Just because I'm introduced to him, I'm getting to know him. Of course I like him in the first one. Probably least favorite, oh, Dudley. The Dursleys as a whole. Okay. And then second one, I'm going to go, I really like Ron in this one. Like his comedic thing was fun. Uh, Malfoy really pissed me off. He sucks in this one. All of his stupid looks all the time just suck. I would say if anyone overdoes it, it's him, even though it fits and it's fine. Number one, I'll go with Dumbledore. He has a little more energy than he does in the second one, which is unfair, but the truth. Yeah, Dudley's terrible, but he is a product of his parents. I'm going to go with uh, Vernon. And then in number two, least favorite... Lucius. Just too extra. I was thinking about that, yeah. Uh, and then I'll go with Lockhart. He's a good time. For the first one, maybe Ron. I think Ron's kind of, he's like very charming in that first one. A least favorite character. Honestly, I'm kind of like lukewarm on most of them and most of the performances. Fair enough. Maybe Hagrid. Uh, just kind of bu- oh, I, I should know. not have said that. He does that. They get, like they really ring that joke. Got it. Right. You're bad at secrets. I get it. Um, the second one, I, I probably would go with Lockhart. 
He's funny. And then least favorite, it's just Dobby. Like he, he, <laughs> thinking about he that actually one gets too. better as the movie goes on. He's like less annoying with uh-huh. the more he appears. But with that first one, you just really go off. You're like, like, what the hell are you doing? And you're, I remember being so frustrated as Harry of like, how would you get this little imp out of your house? He's going to ruin your summer. Yeah. Well, how are we feeling? Are we excited? Yeah, I'm excited I'm for number excited. three. I was curious, Courtney, if there's anything in this movie or in these stories that surprised you. Or did you like have no, it pretty I have well them. in the recall? Yeah, I've okay. locked down. You even down. said some quotes here or there. I know. I, I've i told you a million times. I know one through four she pretty well. She said it a million times. I'm very times. excited for number three. Okay. Number three is great. I would say, for the most part, the movies grow in quality. And so it will be fun as we continue. Mm-hmm. If anyone has any things you want us to talk about specifically about these movies, ask us. Or if you have any other thoughts. Of like you, I'm curious if people listening, what their experiences were growing up with Harry Potter. Were you part mm-hmm. of the Harry Potter fever? Did you know someone who couldn't read Harry Potter? <laughs> Were you not? Were you a kid like Courtney who <laughs> avoided Harry Potter and now regrets it as an I adult? would like to hear from my friend Haley Zarbach. Yeah, yeah, she loved Harry Potter growing up. And I was just kind of like, okay. But she like was obsessed with Harry Potter. Sometimes we called her Haley Potter. Whoa. She was spreading the good so news. So I'd like to hear from her. Was that like a wedge in your friendship? No. <laughs> we went to midnight <laughs> premieres together. But she was always way more... Obviously, she was way more into Harry Potter than I was. Haley, send me a voice note if you uh, listen to this. Have you seen all of these movies in theaters? Every single one. Interesting. The later ones, Midnight Premieres. Would you say there are any plot elements that would surprise you as we continue? Yes. From five on, I don't I don't really remember. Because they get very convoluted, especially if you haven't read the books. And yeah. you just don't know what's going on. I want you to continue to write down things that are confusing or questions you have. Because okay. I, I, I think that's an interesting thing. Do story points and plots and like character moments, do they make sense if you don't have the books in your recall? Like, well, yeah. that's why that person's doing that. Yeah. So keep doing that. I think that's You fun. bet. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> My gosh, thank you. Two nights under, the, under our belts. Hopefully eight in total. Wow. Thank you for joining us at the beginning of this, our grand journey. Courtney, why don't you take us away? If you want to find us on Instagram. We do in a British accent. If you want to find us on... <laughs> it's like right when you like put me on the spot. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't blame me. You can find us on Instagram, Wife Watches. You can find us on Twitter at Wife underscore Watches. Mind the underscore. You can send us an email at mywifewatchesmovies at gmail.com. Um, that's it. Watch you later. Watch you later. Watch you later. Nice. And remember, not, not me, me, not Hermione, Hermione you. you. That's Wizard's Chess. <laughs>